Good evening, Keith. It is great to be here. Oh, it's so much better to be in the room. Oh, back in... <coughs> you? Back in uh, Audio Fix Studios, downtown Warana. <laughs> um, it's... Uh, it's different. Uh, just listening to the sound, then it's the way it should be. So we should apologise. professionals, you know. We should apologise for the last two. Is, is the second one go up? Did, did you bother? I haven't put it up yet, but I'm going to put it up. You're going to put I it up. dare not put it up without supporting that crap with this high-quality broadcast that we're doing now, both technically and content-wise. Content. Of course, we have no idea what we're going to say, but uh, we had this good idea of going, well, I don't know, what we, would we get? Pe- pe- no, Indian and beer and uh, stuff. Yeah. That, oh, I recorded at my place. It'll be great. But, man, Because oh, all the other podcasters in the world, they just plug in their laptop and away they go, they reckon. That's what it sounded like, yeah. <laughs> Even though we had the same equipment there that we have here, except I have my high-quality multimedia computer doing the recording and using Cool Edit rather than Audacity. I like Cool Edit. And it the nice, cool. nicer room. Great room. So there you go, folks. Handy hint one for episode, well, 21 or 22, depending on what iTunes lets us do. Yeah, I'm not sh- I think it'll be 22. It'll just be easier that way. So performance, sound performance, look at your room. Yeah, the room is, um, is um, very important. Well, it's a part of the puzzle, isn't it? Well, particularly a small room. This is a small room, but it's a good-sounding small room. And it was designed to be lively and sound good for two-channel. And it does. That's why it does sound good for speaking in, I think. Okay. Um, okay. Now, we agreed to have a professional oh, crack yeah. at well, podcasting rather than the normal drivel and just so rambling I've on got, and me got complaining notes. about everything. Notes. Notes. I heard your notes, as did everyone else. So we've done the intro, which is good, but we didn't mention um, if you wish to contact us, the best is to email. We didn't even mention who the hell we are, InsideAV.com. .com. Um, and we are supposed to what? Talk about audio and give you handy hints, trade secrets, review equipment. We haven't really been doing much of that lately, so... What do you got, Keith? Okay, well, I'd start off with some news today. Okay. Not so much uh, a hot topic, but just a news, a new new product that I saw that I thought was quite interesting. In HDMI brackets? It was it's close. Close. <laughs> close, close, very close. It is HDMI. Mm, Make yes. your own HDMI cables now. Oh, we've gone. We've gone from you cannot possibly replicate this connection mm-hmm. to... Purchasing outside of what? Some sterile factory. With a vacuum. Vacuum. <laughs> yeah, a factory built in a vacuum. So now yeah. you can buy a kit, and in the kit you get your cable, your connectors, your crimping tool, okay, and a testing tool to check that you've actually mm-hmm. made the connections correctly. Okay. I've got a crimping tool. Yeah, you've got to buy their special crimping tool, of course. Yeah. But um, it's funny how like we've gone like a full circle. We've gone from... A specially made piece of equipment. Oxygen-free environment. Oxygen-free environment. Using oxygen-free. So the best thing you can do is... Nanoparticles. Hold your breath as you crimp. You can say that. Oh, yeah. No, you should not breathe on it, particularly my breath. So um, where do you buy these things? Down at Bunnings? No, not Bunnings, but 
you're looking at your masters. masters. I went into that the other day for the first time. Where is it? Well, that one was at Moray Field. Ooh, you're stepping up, Keith. <laughs> Entering some uh, salubrious. It's just Bunnings again. Suburbs. Well, oh, Moray feels like actually Bunnings. no no sorry. I'll clarify. It's Bunnings mm. with young people instead of old farts. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, they've they've gone for different staffing. Yeah. As a point of difference. Yeah, well, you know. I'm, so you they've know. got young people that don't know anything about hardware running the shop instead of Yeah, old. well, it's one thing you could actually say for Bunnings is that it's sort of run by or staffed by washed-up tradespeople that, like you and I, have had a gutful of the industry that we work in and that's a good thing i mean obviously they're unenthusiastic <laughs> tired old I've crinkly never... and generally not very attractive but they some of them have got you know good good knowledge good product knowledge good oh, trade knowledge and I've never come full of handy any. hints just like us oh okay cool oh i have i was in there the other day actually and i hadn't been in there for a good while i was a bit worried about the sausage i bought out the front though it was a little <laughs> They said, would you like it with onions? And uh, so I did. And it didn't taste like onion at all. And then you think, you've got some kids burning shit on a barbecue. <laughs> yes. What what part of the fair trading or health department or whatever is looking oh, after exempt. the sausages? They're exempt. exempt. Well, it certainly tasted like they were exempt. Charity. <laughs> Jeez. It was, I don't know what it was. Anyhow, I didn't throw up until I'd left the car park, so that was all right. Getting back to uh, Masters, though. Oh, Okay. What was it like? Like, you know, don't they have washing machines and stuff? Well, I didn't go over the whole shop. Um, you didn't? No, I was looking for a Makita product, actually. Mm. And that's don't. not their brand, so they don't have anything. Makita. Is that right? No Makita? Yeah. yeah. Which I Ooh. thought, oh, okay. So what do they have? Uh, Tarbo. Bosch. Hitachi. Bosch was, was pretty Bosch? big. Yeah. yeah. Bosch is not Bosch anymore, though. Nah. It's all shit these days. Actually, Metabo is supposed to still be pretty good. Have you? What's what'd you end up buying? Oh, I walked out. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't buy anything. <laughs> well, there's, I think there's two ranges of, or maybe three ranges of Makita. I think you know you can um, buy the proper stuff, and it's still probably quite good. But I, I want to smash my current Makita battery drill. Well, see, I did that by mistake. I didn't realise that. So mm. I bought a Makita. Drill mm, handyman special at Bunnings because it was a really good price. Yeah, I bet it was. And uh, then I was at the tool trade tool shop. Yep. And I bought a Makita appliance that ran off Makita batteries. Yes. But my battery won't fit that Makita. Yeah. And yeah. the guy at the trade tools goes, "No, no, no! All my all Makita batteries are interchangeable with, with Makita tools." Mm. And then when I said, "Oh, I got it from Bunnings." Mm. He laughed and he fell said, about. Oh no, they have a model that's Bunnings only that mm. no one else has. Yeah, wow. It's not that no one else has it. It's just that probably in Australia, that's the channels it gets distributed through. Through, yes, because it's a home handyman crap, probably made toy. You know, by someone else toy. I don't know. The one I got was sold at a proper tool shop, but I bought it because, and we'll get back to. Um, HDMI home built cables in a minute, but yeah. the um, this is just typical of just and I know I don't want to, I don't want to be negative because it's unusual for me to be no. like that, but you know like I bought a drill 
in about it's still kicking around out there somewhere and I still it still works I just don't use it because the other one the actual drill itself is better but the battery's lasted for more than 10 years and when you when you used it you could drill a thousand holes yes yes and it is show by you know subtle signs of going flat. This current one, I am not exaggerating. The batteries within twelve months of usage were crap from day one, but within twelve months, drill three holes in a piece of eighth <laughs> steel, and they run out of. No, oh, no, I'm not exaggerating. It's finished. It's done. Leave the torch on for four minutes. <laughs> it's finished. It's finished. It's just done. The batteries are crap. So, well, see, that's technology. They've improved battery technology to the point where it's... doesn't actually work. It's cheap, but it doesn't work. Mm. It's, it amazes me with many things, but... Or well, electrolytic capacitors are a good example, too. Electrolytic capacitors years ago would last for 30 years, and now they last for six. Mm. In fact, they probably last for 40 years. And now they last for six. Anyhow, so these homebrew HDMI cables, have you tried them out? No, I haven't tried them. They, they actually look, I mean, the connectors and that look quite good. I've only seen pictures of it. Um, you're looking at a $500 kit. To mm-hmm. So you get 20 connectors in that kit. So you've got, what, 10 leads you can make up, 10 mm-hmm. possible leads of different lengths, mm-hmm. which works out about, what, $50 a lead? Yeah. Mm. So it's not bad value. Mm. Well, mm. in if you knew what real price of HDMI cables are, but well, what quality of cable are you making with this DIY kit? Is it special ultra high speed <laughs> monster quality? <laughs> well, the bit that I like was that the testing tool mm-hmm. is is a, um, a modified Cat six or Cat five data cable testing tool, and mm. that it just checks off leads and yeah. cycles through and goes, yeah, there's a hmm. continuity test. And yes, that's purely it. a continuity test. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know how performance tests, but maybe HDMI is not that critical anymore. I thought it was less like you had to have cables of mm. exact length. Well, as much as exact and twists and non-believers in Monsters Marketing bullshit, I would. we know that a HDMI cable has to meet a certain standard of speed you know, lack of loss, etc. Otherwise, it simply won't work. So mm. one presumes the DIY cable correctly assembled must, it must work. It must meet some basic requirement. But, oh, yes, yeah, it's weak. But I'm not sure. 1.2. <laughs> but I'm not sure that I understand the advantage. Is it for a pre-wire situation? Yeah, for a pre-wire. I mean, it's for... for uh, not or if you've got a pre-wired cable and you, oh, no, you probably can't use someone else's cable. I'm thinking of a scenario where a lead's broken off, uh, you know, a lead's failed. Yeah, well, that, that was what I was thinking. Oh, okay, we can do a repair now mm. or do an on-site repair. But no, it's meant for let's run the cables. If you've got to run them down conduits and things like that, you haven't got the big bulky HDMI connector. You know, I reckon as much as I've turned down a few repairs, I've told a few installers, no, you can't fix that, you're screwed, run another cable. I... You know, when we wrecked that monster cable that time and the other yes, no-name yeah. brand that cost a tenth and took ten times longer to, to destroy, kill, you know, you think, oh, I could probably solder that back together, don't you think? Sort of oh. held, you know, it didn't look, it didn't look that techy. No, no. I expected it to be smaller or something, you know. I don't, how did they attach the wearers? They were soldered anyhow, weren't they? 
Yeah. So there's some little Asian dude sitting in a Don't tarpaulin out the back I, of I remember a caravan park in Shenzhen province <laughs> making these things <laughs> making up. Making them up. He's you know, won the monster contract because he was the cheapest. But it's just Supplies mar- a little marketing at, at its best in that, you know, it's super special. You can't do that. It's not possible. It's it's Yeah, well, to agree it is, but it's not. Because I remember, this is going, we'll step back in time, we'll go a bit to a, an automotive slant. Mm. How unusual. Mm. Um, Let's do that. Remember being told that you cannot solder the hall sensor on your distributor because the wires are too thin and extend it. And, of course, I looked at it once, twice, and then thought, no, I can, and I just soldered it. <laughs> I actually am not privy to that story. But I was always too poor to afford a car with a hall sensor in a distributor. I had these little things like they're like a spring with sort of. <laughs> oh, this is no, no. So what? Uh, no, I wasn't familiar with that. But I like that was about selling you a new. Yeah, they wanted me to sell sensor or a whole distributor. A whole distributor. A whole distributor. Because it was a a rotary and it was exotic and whatever. You had a rotary with a hall sensor in it. What bloody rotary did you have? Well, I built up a little. Oh, you electronic made ignition thing. To oh, go okay. With it and all that. Mm, wow. So. Because um, I thought the rotaries you and I had were all old things with um, shit. I think they did have points in it, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, I had the twin distributor one for a while. Yeah, yeah. Which is double points or no single points twin distributors. Well, twelve A had two distributors and thirteen B had two sets of points in it, in, didn't it? In a single in distributor. one bigger distributor. Yes, I think as my memory serves me incorrectly. I always liked the cool, uh, like the twin distributors. I always thought that was pretty. Uh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a good reason to have a twelve A, which always <laughs> seemed like the poorer cousin to the thirteen B. <laughs> I mean, that extra hundred cc is bound to make a difference. Um. So that, yeah, that was my news on HDMI. Looks like we've come full circle. Okay. We, we can now make cables. Where do you buy these? Uh, radio parts in Australia. Radio parts. Oh, so, so it's going to be a quality item. <laughs> They've got some good gear. They're doing a job. They're doing an angel. <laughs> um. Yeah. Any other news? That was my news for the week. That well, that's the latest and greatest that I've seen this week. It's probably that's like, it. That's as good as you can come up that's, with. That's well, good. I'm going to have a quick break because I've got something better than that. Okay. We will. I was going to the Yukon Lounge, started hanging out with this girl there. Said her and her husband had busted up. She said she wasn't used to drinking, but I could tell she was. Okie dokie, we're back. Uh, back yeah, in my chair. news. My news. Um, season 5, Breaking Bad. Fantastic. Um there you have it. Season five. Yeah. I haven't seen any season, so I'm really in the are dark. You, you're not here. familiar? I'm totally in the dark. Well, for those that are listening, and look, most people that are listening will be familiar with the um, the show, uh, it, it's just the finest work that Hollywood TV series makers have probably ever done. If you like something with a bit of an edge, it's well shot, brilliantly acted, well written... Very craftily put together. Good idea. Twists, 
beautiful pictures, yeah, good sound, great music. It's a great show, but, you know, like fifth season, you think, oh, they got to, you know, it's going to... And, yeah, there are times when it's, yeah, it's, you know, sort of you think, you know, where's this going to go? And it's Because it's all going to be wrapped up this season, uh, or at least that's what they're telling us. But they've done a sneaky thing, and this is the news in a way. Okay. Is that the, the, the word was that, that uh, late last year they were shooting um, this season, or early this year or something, whatever it was. And it was going to be out this year sometime. And when I say out, I mean, you'd, you'd probably have to <clears throat> do a search on the internet to find it because I'm not sure. Or maybe it's been played on pay TV, but that's not where I source it from. Oh. A friend gives it to me. Okay. And... Uh, because airing, well, well, it's finished. This is this is the gist of this. This is how to piss an audience off. So they they said, oh, well, we're not going to make thirteen episodes. We're going to make sixteen episodes this season. Which I thought, well, that's a good deal. Wow, I can really, you know, mm, get you know, into it. Yep, buy a carton of beer, box of cigars, sit around, watch whole sixteen episodes in one day or whatever. But uh, they've done a sneaky thing, and that is that uh, no, no, we're just going to give you eight this year. And we'll give you the other eight next year. <laughs> so I've seen the eight, and it's great. And I spoke to someone the other day who said, oh, I don't much like the new season. I haven't bothered with it. I've watched one or two episodes. Yeah, forget that. It all starts in three and four. So um, okay. but moving on to real news, audio, video related. Um, uh, oh, it's gone. My, I've just had a... Brain fade. Um, oh, well, anyhow, how about this? So the latest Samsung tellies have got a beautiful new fashionable <laughs> bezel. A bezel, yes. Um, rose gold. That's the lovely colour. Never been used before in oh. the electronics world, except by so that's Marines a distinct- for about 100 years. I think they called it <laughs> champagne gold. So, so that's that a distinguishing me, feature for it's this. It's a distinguishing feature and one that apparently we're supposed to get excited about. Now, for those that have been around a while, will remember that whenever you've run out of ideas and you've you, you've just you just bereft of anything new and interesting <laughs> to add to your product, you start getting out the gold paint. <laughs> um, <laughs> and if that's not it, change the colour from silver to black or black to silver. Yes, they've like got them. nothing else going on. Like the hi-fi world is so fashion conscious. We've got three colours. One very rarely gets used and gets pulled out only on special occasions when there's really nothing else doing, and that's the gold. The gold. Otherwise, yes. we just cycle between silver and black. And of course, in the speaker world, we cycle between black and brown and various shades of brown. It's not really news, is it? No. But I thought it was amusing. A bit like you mentioned last time, the uh, <clears throat> the tubes. Oh, yes. But only in the left and right channel, which is bizarre because a left and right channel in a five or seven channel system really just plays clanking noises and, <laughs> well, it does play music, I suppose. But the thing that really could probably do with a tube on it is the dialogue. And we're not going to put three tubes in there because they're expensive. So centre channel doesn't get one. Doesn't, doesn't need it. Probably does. Um, I was going to 
do handy hints? Because it's a short and to the point and serious Okay, episode. well, I mean, I'm up for handy hints. Well, so. I've had a run of um, corrosion repairs come into the building and I thought I'd just make people who live Ooh. near the water Okay, away. I can add to that, but let's hear your handy well, hints first. Well, I haven't first. really got a handy hint, but I thought I'd throw it up into discussion from the point of view that I don't know a really a good way to fix it completely. But if you live near the ocean and, you know, we here live near the water and it's the Pacific Ocean and it comes in at speed in large piles of water known as waves creating spray which then blows into people's houses and gets in their equipment mm. and kills it very quickly how do you fix that well you move so that's how you fix it i don't think there's any other way but of course if you kept it in a cupboard and you kept yeah. it in a room that was not in your main living area where you've swung the stacking doors open and you've got this beautiful sea breeze blasting in Killing everything with a sheen of salty yes. sea spray. Yes. Um, yeah, you'd want to hide it away. And people, you know, to sort of don't really do that. Uh, obviously, your TV is just going to die. You know, there's just no way around it. But the other thing you can do, and this is the bit I was going to ask you about, is whether, because a few people will tell you, oh, leave it on, leave the equipment on, and keep the heat. Yes. Circulating through it. Well, that's, of course, a complete and utter load of horseshit because if you leave it on and create a convection current through it, my reckoning would be that you would have more air going through it, therefore you have more salt going through it, therefore you have a bigger problem. What do you think, Keith? I think, yeah, that's true. But then there's the other way of looking at that you heat up a piece of equipment and as it cools down, it draws moisture in a bit like your exhaust system on your car. Mm-hmm. So yep. when you start up in the morning and yes. all that steam and all that water comes in, that's yep. because all that moisture got drawn back into the exhaust system as it cooled down. So yeah. are you drawing... Is it, is it that or is it condensation? Or like the the oxygen or the air that's in the exhaust system uh, condenses out due to the cooling of the exhaust. When you say yeah. draw it in, I mean, realistically, you're talking expansion and contraction? Well, just the fact that... Because the volume of air extra would be irrelevant, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be probably irrelevant, but just because it's cooling down, wouldn't it be drawing some, drawing the moisture in? Like a cool breeze up your exhaust pipe? (laughs) But, I mean... I had one once. If you were to keep it on Mm. constantly, I suppose, yes, you've got convection, it's going to... But... Well, you get the people, the computer wankers, who go, oh, no, leave it on all the time. Well, no. Because you've got a fan in there that is moving 20 times the volume of air or 100 times the Mm. volume of air through your machine that would otherwise happen if you didn't have a fan. And if you leave it on all the time and it's just doing that all day, you're just creating a filtering system for getting all the crud out of the air and depositing it all around the insides of your computer tower Mm. or your laptop. Yep. So you definitely turn your computer off. Fact. Second thing. I'm not sure about turning off convection-cooled equipment, but uh, I don't know. I don't think it's a good thing. Turning them off? Leaving them on. Leaving them on all the time. At least you'll know when it's failed, though. You won't be shocked when you go and turn it on. Oh, it doesn't work. Although, you know, you will because you've got it turned down or whatever. There used to be a little... um well, we did it with office equipment. You'd get a little heat lamp office and equipment? put it behind your equipment yeah. and it would keep the atmosphere or that area dry, as in dry air, and you wouldn't get 
moisture. But, I mean, you can't stop salt air and wind and all that because it's blowing. So we don't have any answers is what we're saying. But Well, I do have one answer and it's quite unusual. You, yeah. you think it's, I've only ever seen this once. Peter Brock Polarizer. <laughs> a bit like that. A bit like that. that no, no. Well, you mean a bit like your heat lamp that you used to sell? It's a special heat lamp for special. $250. But if you're spending 10 grand on a copy, you might as well get one. Yeah. yeah keep going. <laughs> no, um, this is back to TV aerials and that. Oh, um, I've done jobs. Well, mm. I did this one particular job in, in this street that's. I mean, you can't get much closer to the beach. It, mm. it, it is on the beach or the backyard. You or actually. The front yard or the backyard, which way you look at the it. mast into a sand dune. <laughs> no, if you're if you're looking at the beach mm-hmm. from your house and mm. you drive in, do you drive into the back of your house or do you drive? Which is the front and the back when you've got the ocean as a view? It doesn't matter. It depends it? whether you're facing north or not. not. Oh well. Anyway, this I mean, ha- you you wouldn't drive your car into your back passage, would you? I mean, oh, not that again. <laughs> so, so I've done this job. I've gone to this old beach house with the asbestos fi- garden, I mean. fibro yeah. roof. Oh, and cool. All. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the aerial's up there. And Did you have to put a biohazard suit on? <laughs> Should have. I heard a classic thing the other day. If you're drilling a hole, if you're hanging a painting and you think your house is made out of asbestos... <laughs> You should use a hand drill and you should spray the site with water. Oh, okay. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> That's right. The poor bastards that got asbestosis drilled holes for a living. <laughs> Keep going. So I've gone to this job mm-hmm. and I get up there and I'm thinking, no, oh, it's going to be corroded away. The existing antenna. The existing antenna. Yeah, like it's the house has been there for fifty plus years. Yes, yes. The aerial's got to be there for twenty odd years or whatever. Yeah. And sure enough, I get up there and the pole, and you go, oh, the U bolts, they'll be all corroded away. They'll just snap off. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was actually that close to the beach that everything had been fully encrusted in salt and preserved. It actually had a layer, another layer on top of the. The rust that yes. just encapsulated the whole thing. Oh, cool! And it was rock solid, really. And then I've done jobs in the same street, but over ah, yes. the other side. Yes, yes. So, and they don't last five no, five they've years. Got a, they've got a film in it. You're getting this. Well, moisture. My, my theory is the salt air. You can see it if you yep. look down the beach. Yes, yeah. It goes up and over. And doesn't land until it gets across the street. Oh, well, there's that as well. So they're so yep. close to the beach that they're better off than being... Well, because they're getting a different level of concentration of salt. Yeah. Presumably. But you, I thought you originally, your point was about that you're building up very quickly this protective layer of salt. Well, it, it is. It's, which it's... keeps... Well, it doesn't really keep the moisture out. I mean, if it goes hard and it gets all sort of sunbaked or something, maybe it does... It was like it was crystallised all on the yep. outside of it. It, it had sealed up the whole mm. metalwork. So, I mean, that's extreme condition. So what you're saying is live on the beach or... Yeah, if you're going to live at the beach, the beach, live right on the beach. Don't, no. not one street back. That's no, not on the beach. Poor people live anyhow. <laughs> oh, my God. You know. Oh, yes, we live near the beach. Oh, yeah, how far? Oh, a block. <laughs> yeah, okay, so you just live in a beachside suburb. No, 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 we're near the beach. <laughs> It's very exclusive. No, it's not. 
your port face. Uh, I, of course, live nowhere near the beach. Mm. Keith lives even further from the beach. <laughs> I'm on the other side. <laughs> oh. I live near a lake. I can't even afford to live on that. And it even corrodes shit. I mean, the well, I don't know if it's the lake or whether there's stuff blowing over from the ocean. So you, you go to the top in... floor of my apartments, which are four levels, and if you go up there, it is rusty as buggery, the ones on the lake, and... Maybe we can get a government grant and test the salt transmission. Well, I do wonder whether it blows from the ocean, because you know sometimes even at this workshop here where we're currently recording at Audio Fix Studios, that um, I go out some nights and I have to use the windscreen wipers. Because of the films. A film of, yep, filth, salty filth on my uh, windscreen. Should we take a break? Are you going to? Yes, we'll take a a break. Okay. Andrew, how are you? I'm. Let's finish about the corrosion. Yeah, yeah no. Well, I, well, I don't really have a, a great answer for that, but I, um, I do. Oh, I'm just looking at my notes here. I, um, no, I, I've just made a note here, which I think I think is correct. Is I don't think you should leave your gear on if you live near the ocean, or or if you have anything with a fan in it. I mean, anything with a fan in it, it should be turned off. Okay. Because I think the advantages of keeping things at a nice constant temperature and avoiding, avoiding the moisture issue you're referring to are outweighed by just simply wearing the equipment out. Anyhow. It's a bit like, uh, I don't really want to turn my car off because when I start it up, uh, it goes through that warm-up phase and that's the, where's the engine a lot? And, <laughs> yes. So I'm going to leave it on. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, running. Or fluoro lights is that myth which may be true that, you know, that they suck most of their current when you turn them on, so I'll just leave them on. Well, I mean, that can only be true up to a point, can't it? Oh, well, I mean, you wouldn't leave all your fluoro... Well, I mean, a lot of people have high-rise buildings for some reason do leave the lights on all night, but I was gonna... they're scared of having planes run into them or something. <laughs> but Well, a high-rise building's a bit different. You go and turn on... A thousand fluoros all at once. Well, it's the same difference, isn't it? You've got one and you've got a thousand. Do fluoros draw excessive amount, well, not excessive, but lots of current when you first turn them on? I believe they do require a bit to kickstart them, yes. Yes, okay, on that basis. Then how long are they on for before you start? The difference. Yes, you start leaving them on and losing money effectively because... The amount that they're sucking while they're on is in excess of... Oh, yeah, it's only 10 minutes or so. <laughs> so. So is that the magic number, 10 minutes? 10 minutes or something like that. Well, why not, if that's the case? Well, I mean, that seems seems about right. In fact, it seems excessive. That's a Mythbusters job, which there's no point doing because aren't they banned now along with every other form of light we used to have? Yeah, just about. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Don't know. Anyhow, getting back to equipment. Oh, standby. You got an opinion on standby? Standby? Power? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm in the habit of just turning things off when I finish. I, I will go into standby during the day, but at the end of the night, I would go and I actually go and turn my amp off and my TV off. So. <laughs> Queen. <laughs> but I must say, I do have a new TV. What? Yeah. You didn't tell me. No. 70 inch? 40 inch. (laughs) 
What is it? Samsung. Wanker. <laughs> Samsung. <laughs> But it doesn't have an on-off switch, so I'm stuck. It only yeah, goes see, in that's the standby. Why I choose Panasonic. <laughs> so, actually, I because I do have a power switch, I use it a lot. Actually, probably every second day, I'll switch it off. You remember when we had CRTs and you used to turn them on and off, on and off, and then there's the people that never turned them off. They just use standby with the remote all the and time. You have to come out and degas it. Yeah, and and then you get a blackout, and they wouldn't come back on because the mm. the gousing them is said. <laughs> <laughs> I never turn it off. Yeah. Or you go there to do something else and you turn it off and turn the TV around and then it, yes. fix it something and then turn it back on. Oh, yes. Yeah. Good old days. Um, yeah. Yeah. They were, um, well, mm. well, they were good in one way because you used to buy a TV and it lasted for 15 or 20 years with a couple of repairs. You mean my new TV is not going to last that long? No. My guess is, although I do wonder about this, and it's an interesting experiment for people like you and I who own new televisions, or, you know, buy one new to see how long they last. Yes. Because one presumes that there's no stupid things being done to the TV. Well, that's what I'm hoping. Having said that, although here's classic, classic evidence of what you and I would believe to be true... I had a no-name brand TV for a good few years, and it was fine. Never missed a beat. Gave it to my parents. Yeah, within six months, it's rooted. Now, what what did they do to it, or was it going to do that anyhow? We don't know. You don't know. But my guess is they rooted it, mucking around with the yeah, buttons, plugging in stuff like HDMI when it's turned on, and um, leaving it on unnecessarily, and. Yes, leaving, leaving it on, it on a on. screensaver and not realising it was on, or I don't know what people do to stuff. My old man is obsessed with the mute button. He has to mute everything. Well, don't you? Well, he sits there. I mean, if it's an ad, it needs to be muted. Well, yeah. It doesn't offend me that much, but... Mm, yes, you're difficult to offend, luckily. Um... How did we get on the mute? I yeah. You, well, well, he doesn't want to wear the speakers out. Uh, yeah, or, or his ears, or I don't know something. He's worried about. Does he so. have delicate hearing? No. <laughs> uh, so what? Uh, plasma or LCD? LCD, LED, smart TV. Yeah, he must be rich. Oh, it's a bit of a story to go with this. <laughs> yeah. Guessing it involves <clears throat> buying in some equipment for a job. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I went to a, a existing like existing house, mm-hmm. new new client. Mm-hmm. So I did all oh, the, okay. I did all the work in the house when it was being built, but now it's a new new client that lives there, mm-hmm. and uh, we upgraded the TV in the master bedroom, mm-hmm. and he had an old Philips analog. I think it was a 42 mm-hmm. plasma up on the wall, weighed about 50 kilos up mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. It was up really high too, so he would lie on his bed and look. He could see out his double sliding glass doors and then mm-hmm. above the double sliding glass doors was the TV yep. looking down at you, a bit like a motel scenario mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah. Always good to lie in bed and be reminded that you could be in a motel room. Yes. It's a look that... One should cultivate, if possible. <laughs> so I put we installed the forty. Mm-hmm. Oh, it had to be a smart TV. Mm. Needed to be a smart TV. Don't, didn't want three D, so he was happy with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, five minutes later, nah, it's not big enough. Not big enough? No, not big enough. What about the TV? Yeah, we were talking about the TV. Oh, TV, yeah. Yeah. So the 40 came down and a 55 went up in place of it. Mm. And That's dur- quite a large set for it. For a master bedroom. bedroom. This that- guy's not married? Not married, single guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a... <laughs> I nearly said something rude then, and unfortunately and unusually, I pulled myself up, so to speak. So, yeah, yeah I... I <laughs> Unlike the 55-inch uh, TV owner, who doesn't. Anyhow, so does he enjoy his new... Uh... Well, I haven't had any complaints. No. He paid the bill on time. He was happy. He paid a bill on time? Yeah, yeah. He's he's a very good client. I like him, actually. Yeah. And um, I inherited a 40 and somehow juggled it that I only end up costing me $500 for the TV because mm. his change of mind cost him... Cost him his ass. Yeah. Good. So I got a... Let me just clarify this, or can you clarify for me? Yeah. Because I think... I think I know what happened. He wanted the 40. It's not that you told him to buy it. Well, it was the right one to replace what he what had was there. there yes. yeah. Which he was sort of happy with? Or? Oh, yeah, yeah. He was all happy and good to go. And look, and the other thing was, and it's quite um, quite funny in that respect, Um, I gave him the 40 with the 3D first. Mm. And then he said, oh, no, that's too expensive. And I said, oh, I'll come back. Oh, you can get a smart TV 40 not 3D if you okay. want, and yeah. save yourself $300 or something like that. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's more in my price bracket. But then in the next breath, we go from installing it to going, <gasps> it's not big enough, we'll jump to a $2,500 TV mm. instead of a... You can tell why, you know, you can see the obvious reason why he's not married. He's obviously a psychopath, but... Um, he, he's only... He's young. a decision-making disorder. No, no, he's he's a young guy with plenty of money to burn. yeah. Sounds like a good bloke to know. <laughs> How come he's your customer and not mine? What's he got as a stereo? Oh, that's a bit sad. Yeah, iPod dock. Yeah, right out yeah, there. Right I think it's a Samsung all-in-one. Oh, God, with valves in it? <laughs> no, no, pre-valves. Gold, gold paint? <laughs> no, oh, gold pre-gold. Paint. Yeah, black plastic. But I was going to finish up on your um, corrosion thing because oh, sure. that prompted a few things because... A long time ago, we had a a company, no, an organisation, TISA, mm. when we used to fix television and stuff. Yes. You wouldn't be a member of that, would you? Never was a member. I could have been a member, but um, if I was going to be a member, I, I had to be a country member. Oh, country member. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember. Um, <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> you don't get... Oh, too much postage. You wouldn't get the newsletter. Yes, this year out the th- country. there was that. Yes. <laughs> anyway, there was somewhere in that, and, and I believe it was one of the founding, not founding, but one of the big members in TISA offered a service where you they would come and pull the back off your TV, pull the main board out, disconnect the EHT lead mm-hmm. connector, and then dip it in this anti-corrosion substance, mm-hmm. let it dry, and then reinstall it and that was his big money-making thing. He was going to go around to all the motels and dunk them in this plastic sort of coating thing. Otherwise known as clear lacquer, yeah. So what... And that was to stop the corrosion. 
What about the rest of the TV? Yes. <laughs> Look, uh, there is no point trying to protect your television against corrosion, but I can tell you, folks, that your TV's possibly less likely to be affected than other things because they are vertical format and things don't... You know, oh, things yeah. settle horizontally, if you yes, know what I mean. Yes, so yes. there's nothing for it to settle on. It'll sort of just blow past to some degree, whereas... The um, thing that we keep seeing is, of course, AV receivers with boards in them that are horizontal and, of course, the lid is highly ventilated uh-huh. and um, salty air settles on these horizontal mounted boards, some of which are upside down or, you know, um, you know, have the very fine... Well, some of them are double-sided, but the ones that are single-sided and then in turn the board is mounted upside down with the foil side up... Oh, the circuit just, tracks. Yeah, and of course, some of the tracks are 0.2 of a mil wide and they don't take long to corrode through. Once the... I mean, they do have a coating on them. Mm. They have a painted coating and they also have um, yeah, maybe a very thin sort of conformal coating, but nah, it doesn't take much for salt to etch through that. Well, when no. I say it doesn't take much, it takes quite a few years, probably four or five, but that's all. It's going to happen. And then you need a new board. We can't really fix that board because it'll also get up the legs of components and crawl into ICs and it just goes everywhere. Um, uh, it's not going to help, but did you see that new product that they were spruiking on uh, one of the current affair shows or something or other where you can get your... Ab f- burner? Ab twister? No, ab- <laughs> no, no you, where you can get your phone and you, get, oh. you send it off to them and they... They coated in this thing called Aquapel. It's a microscopic or micronic thing, <laughs> and they they coat your whole phone and you can immerse it in water and it's still okay. Pro- you saw this on which high quality scientific show? I think it was Today Tonight or oh, Current Affair or someone like that. Quality journalism. <laughs> Keith, uh... it looked really good because it, yeah, that was the next thing they did it. So they showed it Was on it the... just before the special <laughs> diet pill that you could take yeah, and yeah. drop 15 kilos a day for the rest of your life and just after the, uh, the uh, what do you call the it? The fuel prices have gone Well, up no, no, I was going to say the uh, expose on door-to-door salesmen may not always be selling a quality product. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Well, they went from demonstrating it onto on a phone to a piece of tissue. Yes, water doesn't stick to the tissue. How amazing is that? <laughs> it's not very technical, is it? So what what is this stuff? Is it irradiated or is it a coating or it's what? A, some sort of coating, a microscopic coating, so you can't even see. It's a bit like our sending the tubes off to get them frozen. You yes. never get to see what happens because you can't see the coating. <laughs> Well, good on them, the people that are inventing, uh, sorry, inventing, we haven't invented anything, but the people who have put this business plan together. Uh, did the high-quality uh, scientific program today, tonight, yeah. uh, give it the tick of approval or oh, the tick of concern? No, they were quite, happy, concern. quite happy with it. Quite happy with it. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. That's because the company in question was no doubt slipping them a large... Incentive. Yes, <laughs> in the form of $50 bills. Um, meter tags. 
I have a big problem with people who can't meter tag their music properly. I was just listening oh, to something meter before. tag? What, what, what language are you talking about? Meter or meta? Oh, well, I say meter. Okay. Lots of people say meta, but then wouldn't it have two T's in it if it was meta? Like better. What about versus what, beta? Beta. <laughs> Meet I think I gotcha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah. you used to have a better VCR or a beta. Okay. Oh well, you win. Okay, go. Oh, so often I do. <laughs> um, it it. Uh, oh, I've finished. I'm just. Oh, just. Well. I mean, I I don't even know. I've just opened myself up for being found out to be downloading music, I suppose. But, well, actually, that's not true because I just realised I'm only downloading the meter tags. What am I talking about? I have downloaded a couple of albums that I just couldn't get anymore Mm. uh, from some web facility starting with a T and finishing with a T. But normally it's just my own CDs or ones that I've (coughs) borrowed. Um, but yeah, of course, the meter tagging does come off the web, and is you know because what you do is you use MP3 MP3 tagger or some program like that to quickly get your MP3 tags up to scratch, and so it searches out for tags for that album, etc., and, mm-hmm. and you, you select one. And then I was just listening to well, you know, when we were doing our preliminary, uh, you know, uh, preparation preparation and research for this getting their makeup high, done up high quality yeah, uh, program, um, we had. Uh, Jim Croce playing in the background and I played Rapid Roy that oh yes jeez I've just forgotten the lyric uh, Rapid Roy that oh god I was going to say Dodge Car Boy but it's not Dodge Car it's... <laughs> it doesn't really matter now I'm confused and and where's my phone here. The point is, the person who'd fill in the meter tags had Rapid Boy. Uh, that... oh, what the hell's the hang on? Ow! Bloody static in this room. <laughs> Phone just electrocuted me. <laughs> Gee whiz, I've never seen anyone jump so high from <laughs> static shock. Fucking hurt. Ah, oh, no, this, I don't know whether it's the carpet or the, don't get out of that couch and touch that equipment. You'll just do what I did. I mean, that just, just, that is, that just blew my arm off. Sort of. <laughs> Bloody painful. Now, uh, where were we? Jim. So you were telling me about this pirated music that you have on you. <laughs> I do not have any pirated music. I have some, pir- I have mo- mostly pirated. I have. You've got some pirate tunes on your iPhone. No, well, it's it's mainly the bloody meta, meta tags, if you want to call it that. Meta, meta. Lots of people call it meta, and I I think, yeah, I don't know, I think meta's probably right, actually. I don't know. I say meta tag because when I started playing with hard drive music, it hadn't been invented yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, it yeah. wasn't in common... It wasn't in common usage, so I called it meter tags. And um, do you remember when the, the CDs came out and they said, "Oh, there's inf- there's the table of contents and there's the the data for the music and stuff," but some of them were sending out CDs with cover art and everything encoded onto the, 
the CD, but you could never see it. It was pointless. I remember CD text was a big deal for the about five. So, what is this stupid effing thing doing? Oh, bloody hell. Technology. All, I, all I'm trying to do is get to the J's. E F G H I J. I can't remember where J is without help. Okay. J. Oh, I know where I'm going, Ron. I'm in the bloody Elvin section. Oh, you dick. Hang on, I'm going back. So you're just trying to find the name of a song, aren't you? That's yeah, I am. I'm wasting Air valuable time. time. But the reason why I'm doing it is because I'm really asking people to just take more care. It's an important thing. Just take a little bit more care. Listen to the freaking lyrics, for Christ's sake. Okay, here we go. Best Jim Crush. Um, Rapid Roy. Maybe got lost in translation or something. Stock car boy. No. Anyhow, I don't know why I couldn't think that. Anyhow, so yeah, this person has put Rapid Boy, the stock car boy. Rapid Boy. I mean, how do you do that? (laughs) Sorry, very small things annoy me. Moving right along. Oh, you do see some cock meter tags, though. Oh, okay. You Does someone actually physically do that, sit down and well, do someone it? had to at some point. An, an unpaid oh. person, a person that I'm complaining about, nonetheless. Um, yeah, oh, well, you know, there was that. So standby power, back to that for a second. Oh, okay. I hate standby power, and I hate the people that... Where, oh, where was I the other day? Oh, I don't know where I was, but I wanted to spank this person. Spank them? Spank them. Spank some sense into them. (laughs) Right. Where were you again? I was at the zoo (laughs) and I was watching the monkeys. And anyhow, no, no, it was, I don't know where I was. I was in like nothing to do with our business, right? Mm. And this guy was going, well, I don't know, I, I, I save... Quite a lot of electricity. I turn everything off every night. I don't believe in standby. And you think, oh, man, I just want to spank you. (laughs) Slap you or whatever it is. I mean, what do you reckon you would say if your average household could save if you went around turning everything off? Well, they've got all these fancy meters now that's supposed to help you decide what you should do. Would it be 50 bucks a year, though? Would it be? I mean, it couldn't be because the thing is, the equipment's not doing anything, right? So, like, most equipment these days draws a matter of four, five, six, seven watts or something like that in standby. Mm. So, if you work that out, and let's say you've got a few devices doing so, it's equivalent to having a 40 watt bulb on, maybe the whole time. So, are these people taking the light out of their fridge or are they, you know. I was just going to say, as soon as you put one incandescent in, you've just. Eliminated all the savings that you've tried to achieve. Well, there's that as well, but then don't even get me started on healthy, safe, green lighting. <laughs> no, well, no, on energy saving, mm. we were. I was looking at my 70-inch sharp the other day again, mm-hmm. and you know how they have the star rating on there, mm-hmm. and it's like one to five or something, and you six, get I think. one to six, and then you get half star. Well, it seems like it's got more than five. 
It's got that extra star. No, I think it's five stars. Okay. Five star rating. Well, the Sharp's got seven. It's got, well, it's got the bank of stars and then it's got another two above so you it. Just, so, so you just told me, for instance, that you can't get six stars, but your TV has seven. Well, no, I mean, you can't get them oh, in the in, in the, the arc, arc, you know, like the little logo they stick on the side of TV yeah. the, or the fridge or the washing machine or whatever. And it's got an energy rating and it or yeah, energy usage rating, I think it is. Actually, can I just throw, you're talking about energy, get this, all the penis heads driving around in SUVs with their fog lights on, why, why do they not see that? They see the electricity that their car produces is somehow different to the electricity that they're consuming. House, <coughs> excuse me, I was going to say their house produces. Well, the house may well produce power if it's got solar, but, <coughs> excuse me, but, um, so what's dirtier power? A filthy, horrid, thank you for letting me use your SUV. Actually, yours isn't an SUV, is it? It's a ute. Utility. Yeah, but, um, you know, you know I'm trying to get my fetish for SUV hatred out of the way but it, it okay so they drive around this stupid giant piece of crap to pick the kids up not only do they pick them up when the kids are perfectly healthy walking home walking home dodging <laughs> pedophiles why which apparently are on every street corner the why they crank up the SUV to go and do that not only do they crank it up and go down there and idle and park and dither around and talk to the ladies who they just did lunch with or whatever or they sit in the car waiting for the kids Facebooking each other or whatever it is you do with that thing. The point is they've got the f- fog lights on the whole time. Yes. No fog inside, of course. What What? 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 wattage are they? I'm guessing they're 80 or 100, yeah, 120. Yeah, I was going to say somewhere between 50 and 100 watts. And what are they? Halogen, presumably. Yes. So they're producing a fair amount of heat. Yes. I bet that the same people that do that are the dickheads that have CFL or whatever they're called lights in the house. Oh, we fitted these special <laughs> energy-saving <laughs> yes. lights. And they drive around the car with no fog and their fog lights on. Do I sound frustrated? I don't mean to. Um, so if we want to save energy, we should be... Well, what's di- what I was going to say is what's dirtier or cleaner power? The engine in your car running the running the alternator that's charging the battery that's producing the grunt well, to run you... the lights or the power station or your solar... Well, obviously the solar panels is, yeah, You'd have to say... Seems cleaner, except that the process to manufacture them is filthy. You'd pretty well bet the car was the dirtier. Oh, well, um, see, I don't know. Maybe it is. It probably is. Certainly it's the most expensive power, so... But you know, you're fooling yourself if you're saving the planet by driving one of those Prius things around. Tell me your Prius hatred story, Keith, because I love hearing those. Well, what about all the chemicals and the batteries that are in there? Yeah, what about that? And why is it that the green-loving, you know, you know, Tasmanian pain in the ass toss pots that go on with that crap? Why do they never? They well, you you throw that at them and they. Oh, no, 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 no. Modern technology has cured all of that, is the usual rebuttal. <laughs> wow. I say those re- people need to go to India and go to a battery factory, I think. And see. Those, those factories can only be in countries like <laughs> India, and they don't put them anywhere near the Taj Mahal or Mumbai. They're down country somewhere, <laughs> somewhere where 
Grass doesn't grow anymore. Grass doesn't grow. <laughs> it's not green anymore here. <laughs> uh, when it rains, it, it rains. burns. <laughs> it burns. It burns. Thank you, Keith. I was a bit stuck for words there for a second. We should have a break for two shakes. Okay, and I'm going to come, come back, back with an email question, would you believe? An email question? Mm-hmm. Mm, excellent. Thank you, Keith. Ooh, that smell. Can't you smell that smell? Ooh, that smell. The smell of gas around you. Oh, and we're back. We're back. I was just, um, before we came back, I was just whinging in the break about, uh, it's unusual, I know, um, that, oh. that cars, civilian cars, are only supposed to have, because you know, we got onto cars in the previous subject, mm. the mini power stations in effect, but people forget that, and I don't know why. They must think that the power that runs the lights in the car comes from this mystical place. Because there's no power lead to a power station, yeah. they're running on a different kind of electricity. And if they are running on a different kind of electricity, why the fuck don't they connect their fucking house lights up to the car <laughs> and get electricity for free? A lot of swearing in this show. Mm. Now, the, um, the, uh, so there's only meant to be white lights, red lights and amber lights. Right? On your vehicle. On yeah. your civilian vehicle. Oh, okay. And other light colours are... Are reserved for emergency and other vehicles. You yes. Know, obviously, ambulance has X, Y, Z. Cops have red and blue, etc. Um, what about the wankers that have those fucking projector headlight things? And I suppose it's not their fault in some cases because they've just bought a good looking. Oh, the HID lights. And as they yeah. on the horizon and they bounce up and down a bit. I don't know what it is. Whether it's the, the light, blue. Yeah, dime. but the blue. How is that even legal? How did that pass the ADRs? It's a blue. It's quite clearly a blue light, and it's not only a blue light; it's a bloody flashing blue light. Well, How often have you thought the cops are on the horizon <laughs> and slowed down pointlessly? <laughs> it's very annoying. It's very annoying. Well, it's a European thing, didn't it? It's BMW and oh, Audi. Oh, I don't think so. No, 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 no. That would be a, a something Hyundai's come up with. <laughs> no, it's not. It's all in the top end cars with their. High, yeah, I don't know that it's the projector type lights as much as the HID or some other bloody things. I mean, I don't think it's just projector related, I think it's I have no idea. I actually have, I don't know. I just know so it's annoying. Another thing that annoys Andrew, write that down, people. Oh, no, well, I don't think that I'm the only person annoyed by unnecessary blue lights. Well, it's distracting, isn't it? I'm frustrated about the fact that, as you say, probably a European manufacturer has managed to just stomp all over the ADRs. Mm. Um, well, it's a, it's a it. bright white or blue light, isn't it? Well, it's white when it's direct on, and then if it's slightly yeah. off axis, it goes blue or something. So is it better than the Holden incandescent yellow that comes <laughs> yeah. out of your... Out of your HQ. See, those Holdens of, you know, well, of course, the ADRs only started in the 70s or something, so, you know, those candles behind glasses, I believe <laughs> I may it. have called them once. Um, you know, they didn't, they weren't, you know, the fact that we amber effectively. Well, you're allowed amber. What are we saying? Amber is allowed, although it's normally <laughs> indicative that you're turning. Um, so you could call them hazard lights effectively as they flashed up and down. Um, 
the no, I finished. You finished? Oh, I did have something else that was annoying me. No, it's gone. Okay. You wanted to talk Oh, yeah. About... So remember, if you've got an email, oh, email oh, address, an email. show at inside-av.com. And... Well, by the way, if anyone ever has trouble sending to that address, just send it to... What is it? Why would... In... Well, I'll... let me tell you a story. Okay. Maybe this is why this is the first email I've ever got. Well, I've had a couple of people ring me up with one of my other businesses saying, I've sent you an email and it doesn't work. And that's the three-wheel car thing. Oh, and yes. They've yes. tried to send an email to... Well, it's not really a business. That's a bit of a joke, isn't it? Hobby. They've tried to send an email to... Uh, Oh, info at it, you know, tripodcars.com or something. Yes. And it's bounced back. You know, I've got that referred or, you know, um, I think referred is the right, uh, right terminology to uh, a Gmail account, tripodcars at gmail.com. In the same way as we have Inside AV. Oh, excuse me. What do we call it? What's our address? We've got show at... Show in, at, okay. Well, yeah. So show at insideav.com. I really wanted to change it to feedback at insideav. Oh, well, well, we can call it whatever you want. But, but don't use that one. The thing is it refers to um, insideav at gmail.com. Is that the Gmail address? It does too, yeah. So if you're getting a bounced email, can I suggest you use insideav? Is that the right Gmail address? Oh, uh, no, it's inside. No, it's inside audio, audio video, video at yes. gmail.com. Yes, I didn't think it was right. Okay. Inside audio video. Or which is a big, big mouthful, but it's... Which is why we use the other address. Yes. Yeah. It's our own domain name. But if you're getting bounces, and I don't think it happens often, I've had people test my tripod one and it works fine. But I've had two people go, oh, okay. You. They're both computer illiterate people, though. Okay, well, this one... Nice people, but... Ninnies when it comes to computers. Ninnies. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is a question sent in by Steve C. So, Hello, Steve. Steve. Um, get this right. He says, hi, guys. Listen to your podcast. Would like to know if you can tell me how to match amps and speakers for maximum performance. <laughs> <laughs> what? As in go fast? Um no, well, uh, thank you, Steve, for that question. That's an excellent question and How one can that you... I've heard many, many times well, and I still don't know the answer. Depends what you want. It does depend on what... Well, what about the loudness thing with amps and speakers? Maybe we talk about the relationship of amps and speakers for two seconds and okay. maybe we'll cover Steve's uh, yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, you, you'll be the guru on this, so... No, I wouldn't say that. But, I mean, obviously, if you want volume, you need probably... A big amp and efficient speakers, or perhaps sensitive speakers is a more correct term. Um, quite often those speakers will be big, big speakers generally produce more sound for less power. Not always, but quite often do. What um, about if you go to... I mean, you don't go to a co live concert and there's and have a pair of Bose Acoustamass there, do you? <laughs> Um, no, well, you're talking volume now. So, Well, okay, if you're talking volume, then you need big speakers or sensitive speakers. In other words, how many dB per watt at one metre? Yeah. Um, and 90 dB or more is considered pretty sensitive. And, you know, the relationship there is if you've got a, 
and this is where the, the high power amp thing falls down, and you know this is that if you've got a 50 watt amp and, you, and you've got 90 dB per one watt per meter, meter one meter measured it. 90 dBs of sound produced with one watt of power measured at one metre. The problem with that number is that we don't know what frequency that's at, although it's averaged out over the mid-range or something probably, which means it has it means bugger all in some ways because if the speaker sounded horrible and was really screechy sounding, it'd probably be 90 dB, one watt, one metre at higher frequencies and bugger all bass potentially, you know, or whatever. But yep, let's yep. pretend that it's a genuinely sensitive speaker, whatever, and we go, wow, that's pretty good, but I want it. I want it twice as loud. Well, the perception of twice as loud is maybe 6 dB more. And to get 6 dB more, it used to be 3 dB, by the way, and 3 dB is supposed to be three, yes. twice as much sound, but it's not really, and it's not perceived as twice as much. And it was also told when I was 12 that there was also the smallest increment that the human could hear, which is also <laughs> bullshit. So, you know, I was also told years ago that, uh, three beers a day was good for you, and I thought, well, on that basis, I'll have six. Because it's twice I've been as in good. Trouble ever since. <laughs> um, actually, I think it was two was no two glasses of red wine was good for you. Oh, I don't know. My doctor <laughs> still testing that. My, well, my doctor who doesn't drink reckons that all alcohol is bad for you, and therefore, you know, and he reckons that only drunk doctors think red wine is good for you. I suppose it depends which reports you read. Now. The, so you want to get it perceptibly twice as loud. You'll therefore need 6 dB. You're therefore going to need, you know, basically four times as much power. Yes. And that's a problem, isn't it? Yep. Because your speakers won't necessarily handle all of the 200 watts you're going to try to feed into them. And, you know, so you really want to go both ways. You need maybe 100 watts to get your 3 dB. And then maybe you need to buy a more sensitive pair of speakers. Or... Here's what the concert guys do, of course. You put another pair of speakers on top of the first pair, halve your impedance, draw a bit more power out of the amp, and you've got your you've got your 3 dB more sensitivity. Yes. Create a wall of sound. So um, sound quality-wise, though, uh, where volume ultimate volume is not an issue, um, look, speakers, a lot of people say, oh, speakers are the most important sound, you know, effect on the sound. Well, they probably have the most important effect on the tonal balance of the sound and the the basic fundamental qualities of the bass, whether there is any bass or not. But the amp has quite a distinct effect on resolution, clarity, the cleanness of the sound. Obviously, mm. amps do not all sound alike, although some people think they do, but they definitely don't. So if you want, you know... Clarity. You you want an improvement in resolution. You want you know uh, the the timing and the quality of the bass to improve. Then there you know there are better amps to buy, and and you will be buying an amp for sound quality, not for the amount of power it has. You may ha already have a fifty watt amp. You will get much better sound with a better quality fifty watt amp. Not necessarily. Do you need more power to get better quality of sound? It depends what your definition of quality sound is, though. Send us another email, Steve, with more information. <laughs> more information. What about in like we'll do it as an extreme scenario? Mm -hmm. You've you've got a ten watt amplifier mm -hmm. and a two hundred watt pair of speakers, and it works, but there's not much happening there. Well, well, we don't know because what is the two? What is what is a two hundred watt speaker? What does that mean? 
Well, it's say it's rated at 200 watts RMS it can handle. Yeah, but that doesn't tell us anything about its sensitivity, which means we don't really know no, that's true. what a 10-watt amp is going to do with that speaker because if it's a 98 dB, you know, at 1 watt at 1 <laughs> metre, meter, yes. you know, speaker, like a very sensitive speaker... Basically, it's a musical instrument speaker with that kind of sensitivity. 10 watts goes a bloody long way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'd still get it sound and, and volume out of it. Mm. But I'm just trying to work out a scenario here of, of extremeness that you would do. So, But then you'd go, okay, well, I've got a 10-watt amplifier mm-hmm. and I've got a 10-watt speaker. And it's to say it's the same sensitivity. What are we asking about sound quality or likelihood of it blowing up? Or well, I, I presume he's asking performance or what just decides that okay, I really should. Or what's what's one of the reasons for choosing a speaker to go with that so-called thirty watt amplifier or ten watt amplifier or whatever it is? Do you go, oh, well, I, that's ridiculous. You can't add those two together. You, that's the wrong spot to start from. You really need to consider. 50-watt speakers to go with that. Well, look, I think a rule of thumb would be that 30, 50, 60, 80 watts is what most hi-fi amps have. Um, if you're talking transistor amps, they're going to be between 30 and 100, aren't they, just as a general yeah, rule, yeah. depending slightly on cost. I mean, c- certainly within a, some manufacturers' ranges, that's their definition of a better amp. You go from the 30 to the 50 to the 80, the 120-watt model, and there's four different models. And, yes. You know, and certainly back in the day, that was definitely what happened. And, and amongst most manufacturers of the mainstream, that's still what they do. If you look at, say, the Cambridge range, they have about you know, maybe four different integrated amps, maybe well, maybe five, and literally the, there's no feature difference. They're just, you know, 30, 50, 80, 120-watt. Oh, yes. Um, you know, the, the 120 watt one does sound the best, but it's just mainly because it's a serious amplifier, and the other ones at the, the bottom end of the range is 399. It's a piece of crap. So it's, the problem is not that it has 30 watts. The problem is that it's built to a price. It's built to sell at 399, and yeah, therefore yeah. it's made out of rubbishy components, and it can only sound so good. I mean, it's not horrible, but it's bloody ordinary compared with the 2,000 dollar range topping 120 watt job. Yep. So the uh, so what I'm saying is that, okay, these, the difference between a 31 amp and a 61 amp is three decibels of volume. You, you, nearly, you need to think about quality, not how much power it's got. And then in turn, you're talking about speaker power ratings. Yeah, I mean, what does that mean? You know, like it is highly likely that a high-quality, expensive loudspeaker selling in the two, three, eight, ten thousand $10,000 price range We'll handle a hundred or two hundred watt amp quite successfully, driven at sensible levels. Mm. Equally, the other way, the piece of junk from JB Hi-Fi that sells, you know, five point one speaker set active subwoofer for two ninety nine, that's marked at two hundred watt power handling. Yes, you could just as easily blow up with a, you know, a twenty watt amp driven into distortion. It's going to kill the tweeters because the tweeters in that speaker system will be rubbish. And have no thermal hand power, you know, handling like they will. Yep. You know, obviously, we're feeding them a DC signal; they're going to just melt. Equally, if you feed them a two hundred watt amp, a, you know, like a 
200 watt amp driven sensibly, they're just as likely to fail as well because they're not really 200 watt speakers. I mean, yes. maybe they are, maybe they aren't, but they're poor quality and they'll fail for a variety of reasons. What I'm trying to get at is you go somewhere in the middle. You know, if you can get five speakers and a power sub for 299, guess what? However good you think it sounds at a quick listen, it's shy and all up. It's horrible. Just buy two speakers for two ninety nine. You got to be better off, surely, but not necessarily. Because they could have been a bulk buy special deal, and therefore <laughs> the economies of the whole thing are thrown out. But once you step up out of that desperate zone, a thousand dollar pair of floor standers can sound really good or really horrible, depending what you buy. Use your ears and have a listen to them. Okay, well, let's step back from hi fi I mean, and stereos Jensen's as an example. Are obviously. Horrible, and then at the same time, JB sell Dali, which aren't too bad. So, yeah, now well, let's step back. Let's go back to like the technical reason. Mm. So, if we look at a flat panel TV like a Panasonic, mm-hmm. and you pull the speakers out of it, and it'll have on it eight ohms, ten watts, or even mm-hmm. five watts on it, and then they've got a little amplifier built into the TV to drive them. So, the manufacturer's decided I need to have. 10-watt speakers with this amplifier to get them to perform to some sort of level? Or should he have gone, okay, I've got a 10-watt amplifier in this TV. I'm going to put 5-watt speakers in here. And Well, you, 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 if you're going to have it one way or the other, you're always going to be better off having more power than you need, aren't you? Because your amp's not then working at the threshold of um, clipping. But he wouldn't have been... So he's got 10-watt amplifier in his TV... Mm. And then somehow he makes a little speaker that can handle 50 watts. He's no better off than the 10 watt speakers that he had before, is he? Except that the 50 watt speakers, forget the numbers, they're probably better sounding speakers. There's an indicative thing with a higher number that they might be better. And they may well be better. They might be, you know, you, you, what are you saying, Keith? Come on. <laughs> Why do I keep hitting the mic? Well, I'm just Sorry. saying, is, are Sorry, they Mark. achieving, are you achieving anything by adding, You've got this 10-watt amplifier in your TV and you're going, okay, I'm going to stick 100-watt speakers on them. Are you achieving anything? Yeah, or you yeah were... well, the 100-watt speakers probably sound better than the speakers oh. built into the TV. Yeah, you're not getting the best out of them because you're driving them with a TV, 10-watt amplifier. But, yeah, I mean, if there was such a, sp- a TV that had external speaker connections like they did in the old days, sure, you, the, those speakers will sound better than the ones in the TV because they've got some bottom end and a smooth mid-range. Well, well, no, but say from the manufacturer's point of view, he's gone, okay, I've built this TV, I've got a 10-watt amp in here, 10 watts per channel, and I can fit, I can either fit this speaker in here, it's rated at 10 watts, or I can fit this speaker in the same cabinet, and it's rated at 50 watts. Is he achieving anything? If I want to make this a better TV... Well, the constraint there is a pure engineering one that the speakers of a size physically can't (laughs) dissipate 50 watts. (laughs) The voice coil's only so big. Yeah. So, what's the question? Well, I'm just, well, I'm... And this is a, a podcast about high-quality audio video, and we're talking about 10-watt <laughs> speakers and TVs? Well, I'm talking who about... Who gives a shit? Who uses, who, I was going to say, who uses their TV speakers? And I did for about a year, but it's too lazy <laughs> to plug my hand back in. But, I mean, you know... <laughs> is there, is there some correlation that you should say, okay... That's it. I definitely have to have rate my speakers at at least the same wattage as my amp or a little bit better. 
or if I double my speakers to 200 watt speakers, am I actually achieving anything or forget the... Well, you are in a way because if you're trying to create a reliable scenario, you want speakers with infinite power handling. But don't you get to a point too where, okay, this 10 watt amplifier is quite happy driving this 10 watt speaker but can't successfully drive that 200 watt speaker. It just falls over. (laughs) 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 He's crying now. It's, It's like, it's like going back, talking to you, Keith, at times, with questions like this. It's like going back to the days when I used to have to sell car sound. Accident. How many watts are those speakers, mate? Yes. Well, that's yeah. what we're getting at. They're 120. No, 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 sorry. Or he would say, how many watts do those put out? None. <laughs> Zip, zero, nothing. What do you mean? I need 120 watts. <laughs> By the way, not all car, car audio customers have that particular voice. Twang. Yeah, but uh, most did. So... Um, well, what I mean is, sir, is that, um, yes, they do have a power handling of 120 watts, but they don't put any power out. The power actually is output by the head unit or your amplifier or something. What amplifier do you have? Nah, I just got the radio, mate. Just mate said he knows all about this shit. He reckons I need 120 watts. I said, not, not 100, not 100, not, not 140. Nah, 120. 120. <laughs> I mean... So it's a marketing number because there are speakers for $79 or back in the day, you know, a pair of dual cones, 100 watts or something. Then you get a coaxial at 120 and then you've got a three-way at 140. Now that number is irrelevant to anything, surely, in terms of decibels, how much volume you can generate. I mean, an audio engineer would just snigger at figures like that. I mean, you know, because he chooses the speaker that produces the SPL cleanly that he needs. You know, so he would look at sensitivity figures. He would look at the overall likelihood of the thing blowing up, breaking, its headroom, its power handling, yes. its real power handling, etc. So this is a marketing number. Now, is this what we're talking about, Keith? Well, that's probably why. Because bear in mind, I sell speakers all, no, not all day, but I mean, that is the business I'm in. And I, I couldn't even tell you what the power handling is really on most of my models. On your spindle I can tell you how they sound. So that well, you probably answered the question is it is and I not... can tell you how much how much oomph you can get out of them because that for instance we have a model for those who know the spender range A five it's a good speaker it's just just I'm just there in your eye range almost okay but a small floor stander and it's rated I think from memory at hundred RMS now. Um, I don't know exactly I think that's what it is I mean. Now, if you feed that 100 RMS, that speaker, from a, from a, from a grunty amp, yes. you're playing with fire. You will eventually bottom them out because they just, that really is as absolutely as much as they can stand. And after that, you've got a problem. The model above that, which I think is rated perhaps a little more highly, but you could, you can use a, you could have a party with that and you'll never kill them. So the numbers aren't really showing off the fact that that particular speaker is a little fragile. The model above it, not so much. Now, why is it fragile? Well, it's a little bit to do with the fact that it's smaller. 
the tuning frequency of the port is yeah, perhaps a little bit higher. So if you're playing music that is um, got quite a lot of low bass content in it, mm-hmm. you and you would remember from your days of university engineering degree training <laughs> that the driver has very little damping or power handling uh, or exertion limiting function at all below its tuning frequency. It basically yes. is going out of control and just flapping around. Yes. It produces no output below the tuning frequency. It can't. And in turn, it has no sort of damping against that movement. So, uh, so if you've got some techno dance top stuff playing with, with lots of 20 and 30 hertz electric bass <laughs> content, <laughs> yep, and you've got a tuning frequency at 40 hertz, then you've got a problem. All right, so, and the other, that combined with the fact that that particular A5 speaker is a bit insensitive, I think about 85 dB, versus the model above, which is 86 or 87, it means it's perceptibly quieter, it's perceived to be quieter as well. So you're driving it a bit more power, you're driving it a bit harder. Yes. And so you're feeding more power into it, you're getting less bass, and in turn the poor drivers are flapping around and ultimately bottoming out. Not because there's anything really wrong with the design, but because it is just a smaller, less capable speaker of producing those low bass, low bass notes. And the drivers are going out of control because the tuning frequency is higher. The tuning frequency is lower on the bigger speaker. And therefore, that bass that's being fed to it, which you're feeding to it at a very slightly lower level because the speaker plays louder anyhow and produces more bass. Yes. So it's a, it, the equation shifts dramatically in favour of the bigger speaker and dramatically against the smaller speaker, speaker for reasons that are not immediately clear. And it's not anything to do with basic power handling. It's to do with how well it copes with, in this case, fairly low bass, which the speaker isn't even reproducing. So you don't hear it, so you don't even know it's there. But if you take the grills off, the cones are going ka-ching, 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 ka-ching. <laughs> yes. So uh, and the bigger speaker, not so much. In fact... It produces some bass, so you know it's there, and you're not inclined to turn the volume up so much. So there's a little bit of common sense here, and obviously if you're a little drunk at the time, you may not hear the fact that the the speaker is obviously compressing and is near its limits because obviously you're not as sensitive when you're under the influence of alcohol or a drug. Mm. And that's why speakers get blown up and amps melt when people have parties and they're a little boozed up and... You know, bigger speakers survive. Um, got a pair in today, a pair of Dyn Audios, small Dyn Audios. One driver is Cactus, and the guy's got a fairly grunty amp, and he's like bemused. This is nothing to do with me. I didn't sell any of this stuff. This is coming under warranty, and and uh, you know, I, you know, his story is he was having a bit of a do. He was sitting out on the deck. He had it playing. Not loud, on the deck, not loud. <laughs> but, you know, some guests went into the fridge to get more booze and said, oh, your stereo sounds a bit shit. They didn't even notice out there. The mechanical clunking noises of the faulty driver were far more obvious when you were inside. So, you know, I don't know what happened there, but that's a classic case of a speaker that, and he was playing fairly basic music, a speaker that was um, over-excursioned, not overpowered. Powered as such. Yep, yep. But its low frequency extremes were exceeded. Were tested. Its useful low out bass apple was exceeded, yeah. Whew. 
Well, that was a good answer. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I knew you'd like that one. What do you got to wrap up? Because I think we'll call it quits. I'm going to go and have some dinner. Um, well, that was all I had on my um, checklist of things. We covered our HDMI. We got a question out. Answered your little... Have you tried Spotify? Or have we mentioned that in a previous episode? We did mention that oh, you we were did. having a go at... Go oh, well, I'll, we'll talk about more about that next time then. It's pretty good, really. Sounds reasonable. I need to try it on a serious... So you've got area. a subscription now? Yeah, I've hardly used it. So you what, 10 bucks a week? Oh, I was com- complaining about logging in using your Facebook ID or something, wasn't I? How that's that shows right. all your Facebook friends. <laughs> what you're listening to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can... He mentioned you extend that across to say you porn as an example, and you log into there with your Facebook ID. <laughs> Andrew likes. No. Oh dear. And in turn, you see your friends. So and so likes. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Nothing is a secret anymore. I'm not anymore. sure that I'm completely in love with the way the world's heading. Um, well, we'll be back. One. Yes, yeah, we will. That was good. and it's good to be back in the room too. So sorry, yes. sorry again for the last two shows the way they sounded, uh, but um, I'm but. sure this will sound a lot better. Oh, we got new tunes too. I was going to say thanks for changing the tunes. Yeah, I'll probably change them again. Change them again. Yeah. Cool. Oh, the intro. I quite like that intro. I'm trying to think who that is now. Um, now nah, I've forgotten. No, no problem. I will um, credit that musician uh, in the next episode. All right, we're off. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening.